two movies into our one movie leaves as we watch two orgasmos. One from 1969. Nice. The other one, the Trey Parker movie from 1997. All on today's Now Welcome to the There Can Be Only One podcast where we watch two movies with the same title that have nothing to do with each other and determine if one or both need to change their name because somebody's got to do it. Lazy Hollywood keeping with the same name. My name is Robert Brown and joining me today is Herman Omega Prime Davis. This might be the biggest cheat out of anything that we've done so far because Mm -hmm. even IMDb has decided not to name two things Orgasmo. Mm. This is just something that's been left over in the in the basement of YouTube. If you just dig far enough, you can find something like this. This is around the same time whenever we found uh, Private Parts months and months ago. Mm-hmm. And just uh, on a whim, was trying to figure out about Orgasmo because Herman told me he has never seen this movie until today. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Yeah, that is... <laughs> True, and I understand why. Yeah, why? Why? In uh, 1997, I was 18. So, oh, okay. You know. uh, yeah, who wants to see a movie about yeah, like the porn you know. industry? Me, you know, I was... Uh, Me. You, know. <laughs> you were busy reading books and, <laughs> and, yes. and, 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 and going on your own mission, right? You're a Mormon, aren't you? Yes, I am. Ah, I knew it. You've been uh-huh. infiltrating me this whole time. Yes, all right, well, I can talk to you. Have you heard the good news of the book lately? Do you know anything about it? Would you would you be able to half-ass your way into a a conversation with somebody who was Mormon? Nah. Do you do you know the intricacies, like the differences? Have you ever seen that? There's a YouTube video you can find online where this was like the old, like whenever Mormon was trying to get their word out. This is not the way that they try to do things today. Mm-hmm. But you can see like a colored version of what the Mormons thought. The world, how the world existed, and it's not pretty. So it's not one of those things that they really want to have representing them now. Mm-hmm. But there's a, and this is all done by them. So it's like their own handiwork that they've come down to say, hey, this is what Mormons believe, and they go through the entire timeline of uh, between God and his his various children. I think uh, in this in this timeline, both the both Jesus and the devil were both God's children. Uh, eventually you find out, and, and I don't know if you're f- fully familiar with er- everything about it, when you, uh, they used to believe when you die, you became a planet. Okay. If you're, if you're a dude. A planeteer? <laughs> no, just a planet. Okay. You became a, a an entire being of, uh, of a planet. Uh, you had to wear special underwear. I think you may still have to. I'm not entirely sure about that. Hmm. Uh, and, um, and they had that whole wives thing at, at one point, but they don't, you know, they don't really stress that as much that's no. definitely one of those things that's like an outlier of what they originally believed the but only thing i know for certain that is 100 percent true is that steve young is a descendant of Brigham young right so that's the only thing i know because for you got that trivia question correct is that <laughs> yes. why uh-huh. okay so before we go too far into that i don't know if there is a trailer for the first one we're going to uh, talk about but it came out in 1969 and it's called yeah, yeah. it's care Par- paranoia on IMDb if you're looking it up, but the uh, underneath it says also known as Orgasmo, and that's the reason why we're doing this one is because we well, got a movie poster with the um, title Orgasmo. Yeah, there's several of them. So 
So at some point they decide to change the title. And if there is any anything, we may just play that stupid song that they had. <laughs> it's a catchy hook. Yeah, so uh, we'll just play it right now. Back, everybody. This is also one of those movies that was filmed in Italy that has people that are both uh, English and Italian speaking in it. So it's one of those like whenever you watch like Sergio Leone films and they have Clint Eastwood and they're still having his voice dubbed over, mm-hmm. but he'll be in a scene with somebody else who does not speak English and it, it's he's just another dubbed voice in there and it, it it feels like it's a a smooth transition for both of these guys, but it's not. But anyway, it's one of those things whenever you watch it. It also has a lot of that uh, 60s and 70s porn music, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with that sound. If it's like an international porn music, it sounds very much like the Emmanuel movies. Like, it's very dreamy. It's got like a a uh, guitar playing in the background sort of thing. It's like da, 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 da. So, yeah, they were aiming for this to be some sort of... Uh, kinky film that you watch but when when we we saw the first 30 minutes i think herman and i felt like we knew exactly what this movie was going to turn out we're like oh i see what's going on here yeah is that how you felt yeah i felt like she was um trying to get away from uh, her habit her savage life in the usa came to italy to to get a mind right and uh meet a young guy who's uh stranded on the road and she decided to open her doors to him. So before you and, before you, you know, going into that back uh, so let's let's start off by saying this starts Carol Baker who has got some decent credits on her list but she is a a rich lady with nothing better to do but just kind of lounge about her house and moan about the fact that she doesn't have like a dude to have sex with. That's her name is Catherine in the in the movie. Uh-huh. And uh on uh, unfortunately, her car isn't working. No, no, it was his car. Oh, is it, who who is his? His the the young strapping lad that. Uh, oh, but but what like what did he do? His car broke down in front of a place. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, all right, fine. There was a broken car. All there right, and uh, this this dude is definitely like sixties hot. He's not he's not uh, anything really to speak of. Uh, who was the guy that I compared him to? Because I'm going to look him up. He has the a very guy cool... from Terminator Genesis, the new John. Right. Uh, yes, I am familiar with. Uh, that's how I explained it to you. So yes. I remember that part. Hey, I, I was... forgot his name already. Yeah, that's why I was trying to. He's in Chippaquiddick. He played Ted Kennedy. <laughs> that doesn't help me if I don't know what. That I... might help the listeners, you know. No, it, I, I'm stalling time here I'm so trying, I can look that, it up. That, that's it, why I'm saying random, stu- useless stuff right now. All right, so his name, he, he, the guy he looks an awful lot like is Jason Clark. That's who yes, I was looking that's, at. That's that's who it is. Right, he is. He's he's a he's a odd looking, good looking guy. Like I guess, like whenever she's like, if you're you're alone and not got, and ha- don't have anything better to do, you're like, all right, fine. He's mm-hmm. good enough. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, so Carol Catherine starts a relationship with this guy. His name's Peter. Yeah, <laughs> get it, Peter. <laughs> and they um, <laughs> and everything is going smashingly well. And it turns out Peter has a sister named Eva. 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 Yes, yeah. Eva. 
And she is like, oh, man, Catherine, you're so cool. And, and Catherine's like, of course I'm cool. You know how cool I am? You both can stay with me. Yes. And they're like, oh. And the whole time we're like, oh, I see what's going on. This is some weird sexual awakening thing that Catherine's going to have uh, but with these two fine people. Eh, yes and no. There is that element. But then all of a sudden, Eva starts dropping like these little tablets and everything she's drinking. You're like, huh, mm-hmm. that's different. That's not what you'd expect out of this movie, and it's causing her to get these weird thoughts as she's going through her entire mansion, where maybe something is doing things to her that she's not aware of. And uh, uh, and they, they hint in the background the whole time that, of course, Catherine's worth a lot of money, and she doesn't know what to do with all the money. She's got uh, advisors to all this, and they're they're helping her out at yeah, some point. A lawyer and yeah. everything. Like, other people who, who see this like, well, you're still worth billions. She's like, I know. I'm going to hang out with these two guys. And eventually it's just those two people that hang out with her, except for a gardener who they kind of keep in this movie for a while, but not really. Well, he's hard of hearing, and uh, so he's he's not really helping her out when she needs help. Yeah, it does. Well, no, no, no. We haven't gotten to the part where okay. she needs help yet. Okay. This is just people drugging her at this point. As far as she knows, she's just so having a good time. Drugging you, you don't think you need help? I believe they're fine folks that know oh, okay. better than I do when it comes to being me being drugged. I so guess there. that's called having a good time, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. That's what this movie should be called: having, <laughs> having a, a good, good time. time. Yeah, because they go to party. They go to like '60s parties in this. There is a band that performs a song. That Peter hears and goes, you know what? I want this song for my personal collection, and I want to play this song at least five more times in this movie. <laughs> and they do not stop playing the song. No, it is not necessarily a bad song, but eventually it becomes one of those uh, 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 what, what's a Pavlov's dog situation where you ring the bell and it causes the, the, the a response. From yeah, the dog. A control a control response. Yeah, Cat- Catherine is not a fan of this song. No. Uh, and it's kind of like uh, I'm pretty sure when this come out, it's kind of like the, the the Kiki challenge stuff. If you when this come out, everybody gonna be tired of Kiki. You, you, why you, you have why to, is this like that? Because you you didn't hear that Kiki. Do you love me? I know oh, what that is. Are I'm you tired curious. of hearing that? No, that's You're not, not tired of hearing that. That's not that has nothing to do with the what we're talking have about. Have you did here. the Kiki challenge? Yes, I've done it multiple times. It's the best thing in the world. Why are you? Why are you such a square, Herman? Huh? Uh, why? Why do you feel like you can't do it? Huh? Yeah. I'm awesome. I'm the best. You, I'm flipping my hair at this point. Well, what, flip what, my hair back and forth. Whatever. Let's get back to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like if I started playing All Star by Smash Mouth, you oh, Herman, and then every time every time that happens, I hit you over the head with a two by four. And and this happens ten times. If you hear it the next time, you're like, oh, shit, someone's going to hit me in the head with a two-by-four. That's the difference. It's not you being annoyed by a song. Mm. It, that's it, You don't – like when people hear like mbop on the radio, they don't go, oh, no, not that again. No, no. Mm-hmm. Because there's points where uh, he's playing the song. She's like, turn it down. And he turns it back up. And she's like, I don't like this. And then he just starts slapping her around. So that's the response she's yeah, expecting like from a them. A soundtrack to your ass whooping the life. Nobody actually, when you hear the Kiki song, nobody's coming up to you and beating you up, Herman. Okay, yeah, I don't know. That's about the that. difference in this. That, that's what happens to her. So basically, she finds out these people not only are bad news, but they're. I mean, I guess they're technically brother and sister, but they still have sex. You, <laughs> she walks in on both of them having sex, and in the way 
you have sex in a 60s movie is the woman is completely undressed, the guy is covered nipples yeah, up. Yeah, we don't <laughs> want to see that guy. Yeah, yeah you yeah. do not want to see this dude at all. The woman, why not? She's there. You're like, and she this this enrages Catherine. She's like, I'm rich. You can't do all this in front of me. Here, take some money. Go away. He's like, we don't want your money. We want you. And it does that quick flash right into everyone's eyes. And you're like, oh, wow, this is a big shakedown here. Uh, you have 20 to 30 more minutes of them torturing her in some fashion by drugging various things. And eventually it gets to a point where she feels helpless in the situation. Her uh, potion that, that was supposed to drug her gets knocked on the floor. So now she has nothing to drug herself with. She goes out to the roof and jumps off the roof right when one of her lawyers comes up. Uh, the lawyer sees this, sees the two people inside, and then throws her down a couple more floors <laughs> because she was still it alive. Was a setup. Oh, my God, Robert. Yeah, you find out that they're related to this lawyer that they... Eva is the niece of the lawyer. Right. Well, they're both related. They're supposed to be brother and sister or whatever. No. Yeah, they are. They they mentioned that in the movie. What no, they, they, they that was Egg Robert. What? But they still had sex. He was his sister. But that that turned me on. What are you that, talking about? I mean, hey man, well Easter Young. I mean, no, you know. no. I whatever. I don't. I whatever exposition they had at the end. I don't care if they were brother and sister <laughs> or not. It. But they they definitely like walked away thinking that they had this money. Uh, what What's funny about this movie is it just decided to end at the hour and thirty mark because uh, eventually. After they're celebrating this, uh, this heist, uh, their win, someone comes by and just taps the guy on the shoulder and says, "Hey, we're a part of so- uh, Scotland Yard. We got a few questions." Then it freeze frames. He's like, yeah. "Whoop!" Then it goes to the two kids who are driving along in a car. The song comes on one last time, just to give everybody that one last sweet shot of that song. Mm-hmm. And then they run right into one of those double decker buses, crack windshield. Finish the credits and we're done. And boy, oh boy, was that ending the funniest thing that I have ever seen. <laughs> it was funny. It, it was, was. It, it was, was unexpectedly funny. Like you know. Well, yeah. They they, they were like, "What else do we do? How are we going to show their comeuppance? Because yeah. she is dead, and we can't have her like come back from the grave to to haunt them. Why don't they just die because they were too rich? Like they just had too nice of a car and they run into something and they both die. That'll work. I mean, isn't that Justice, do they have to like be found guilty of murder or just die the next day? It feels like they died for other reasons. Like they, okay. they're just being stupid. That's all it is. Like they there was driving recklessly. Yeah, why not? Sure. I mean, it's Italy. So from looking at the IMDb score of this and the other movie that we 69, watched, sixty nine, baby. It was six point two. God, or six point one. Anything should have been six point nine. It should have been this movie. It came out in sixty nine. No, no. I, I mentioned this before. I think I told you this. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is a 6.9 on IMDb. Yeah. That deserves to be on there because they mention it. They don't mention that in here. All the sex scenes are just like a woman where you see her butt and just kind of like, man, like, like rubbing up against his face. Like, I need to get my sense on you. That's about all they do Basically. in these type of films. They don't, they don't do anything else. There's no, there's no uh, uh, having sex with a belly button or anything that they do. So... <laughs> No, it's a six point one. The other the other film we watched is a six point two. So they're very close together. And I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, if you, if I were to present two films to you, Herman, what is the lowest combined score 
of these two films, you're willing to sit through both of them. Like oh. if you if you had to if they were would you go under double digits for both of these movies? We probably have in the past. And without looking it up, there's a very good chance that we have seen movie where the combined IMDb scores were under under ten. Just because I'm willing to almost sit through anything, I will go as low as six. Six? Yeah. Not much is under three, but two films under three? Yeah. Wow. Is that, no, three would be at the minimum. Like, you know, that's the, like one film is three, another one's three, or one. Right, but they but in order for it to be six, they both have to be under three. Unless you found one that's a one and a five. Yeah. Which does not exist because even the worst films on IMDb well, are uh, about a two. Well, I was thinking in the context of our own podcast where we find two moves at the same time. I just can't phantom that. Two movies with the same title, both will be under three. Well, that's how it would have to work. There's not, <laughs> there's, like I said, the the margin of error is so slim once uh-huh. you get into threes that you won't find one that's like a two and a four. Like even the worst film on there, the bottom of the IMDb list is like a one point seven. It's not even like you don't find anything lower than that because because uh, people just pump the numbers either one way yeah. or the next. But sometimes I'll sit back and watch it because some of these bad rated movies are so bad that they actually funny entertaining, like the the room. You know, it was came out loaded rate, rated bad, and I remember when you first put it on, I was like, "What is Robert having me watching?" And it became. You still movie. didn't like it. You're just assuming you like it. No. I like how bad it is. <laughs> okay, so so on their list of the bottom films of all time, uh-huh. there are only 24 films that are lower than a three. Okay. So that's, that's according to them, which they probably have like a minimum number of scores that you have. And The Room is not included in that list. So knowing you, Robert, you're going to go to this list and find another movie with the title. So no, there, there isn't any. They're, they're all – well, you're familiar with a lot of these – if you if you haven't seen anything like uh, there, there's few of them that that might not be related to uh, either riff tracks or like a part of like something that you've heard of, but yeah, most of this is like riff track films. Oh, we have done one that is in the bottom thirty. We did Alone in the Dark. That that that's number fourteen oh, at two point five. Yeah, based on a video game, right? Yes. 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 Uh, the other Alone in the Dark was I forgot what the other one was, but it was early on when we did this. Uh, it is not the 2005 film. It was 19. It was uh, Jack Palance and Donald, Donald Pleasance. That's it. And it was a 6.2. Hmm. See. So, so yeah, the 6.2 plus the 2.5 still puts it at an 8.7. So that's the lowest. <laughs> so that's the lowest we did on the show so far. It's so good. If you're looking at the the lowest on one side, there might be two that actually are are in. in I'm I'm just scanning right now to see uh-huh. if we've done any else in the in that list of the the bottom hundred but no no i'm not there oh we did crossroads that's a 3.6 uh but the other crossroads probably a bit higher yeah. the room's a 3.7 okay so but the other room is way higher definitely. yes it is i <laughs> mortal Kombat annihilation a 3.8 uh-huh. uh when the other annihilations probably we never did the avengers but the other avengers is a 3.8 Right now, right now we're just hitting hitting the wall on some of this other stuff. Just scanning through, looking to see if any of these might be a name that pops up. But no, we've mm. uh, we've hit we've hit it. That is it. There there might be some other ones here with double titles, but no, I think we've hit the 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 maximum number what we what we have here. So eight 
is as low as we've gone. Would you go low, Would you go like a seven if, if that were to exist, which yeah, does man, not exist in this? Yeah, you know, I don't really care about ratings too much. <laughs> I really don't. I got to watch the movie. I'm, I'm, I don't care what other people think about movies. Okay, so two Criterion films next time. For yeah, Herman. okay. <laughs> Hold on now. Hold your horses now. He doesn't. You've you've left the door open, Herman. No, no. The, and I'm seven. squeezing the foot in there. So I don't think there have been a Criterion film I like. Yeah, yeah, there has. Oh, no. Yeah, there definitely has. I thought I was gonna like um, ride with the devil, but it put me to sleep. Ride with the devil? Yeah, it's a it's a movie that starred. Um, it was oh, it was not on this podcast. No, okay. no, it wasn't on this podcast. Okay, I was just trying to think of criteria movies that I watched over the years that I thought I was gonna like, but I didn't. I thought I was gonna like the Criterion film that we had on these podcasts, but mm. they was really, really bad to me. <laughs> but you like the killer. Don't you? That's different. Yeah, uh, it's a Criterion that's, film. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, that's cheating. Uh, Hard boiled. Oh, also, one, it, the killer was like the second film they ever released American, on Criterion. So, uh, so was Armageddon. Armageddon. Armageddon is a Criterion collection. Bruce the Willis? Rock. Every Wes Anderson film up to this point has also been a Criterion film. They're cheating. <laughs> that's it. I'm just cheating. You They're saying cheating. you want you won't like any of them, and I'm I'm telling you all the ones that you you uh, at least put up with, if anything else. Hmm. But uh, when okay. coming up with the title the of of what we were gonna have on this, uh, we could easily just go with paranoia because that's what it says on IMDb. <laughs> that would be that would be the coward's way out. Yes, Herman, do you, do do you have do you have another one? Because I already told you mine. Did you have one that is better than mine? Yes. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. Let's hear because you would have said no, Rob. When I heard yours, <laughs> yes, I knew it. It's uh, here. Have something to drink. <laughs> House Unrest is what I had, where where you have House Arrest, which are films that were called, but but you want that, that feeling of like her sexual awakening as well as the fact that she is trapped in a house and she can't deal with anything. So that's, uh, that's why it was that next title without giving too much away with the plot. So House Unrest was the title that came up with. And, and there is nothing called House Unrest. There's one thing called The House of the Unrest, but it's a short film from the 30s that does not even have... Five star or five ratings on it, so no, that does not count. Here, have a drink. Yes. <laughs> Here, have a drink. House guests. Are you going to name a bar after that? It sound like you're just completely like, oh, there's nothing suspicious about this. Here, have a drink. Here, it's on me. Herman uh, non-drugging I Davis. I think a good bar name would be, um, hey, what's the name of that bar? Oh. Uh, <laughs> So, if there was a dad bar, that's what Herman would create. Uh, or it's like, he would also call one, hey, bar, I'm dad. Uh-huh. So, something to that, that ilk. But, uh, <laughs> but this, this actually turned out to be an okay film. There's nothing bad or, or great about it, but it, it, it was definitely entertaining. And I was just giving it a minor thumb, like that middle thumb thing, up until the ending. The ending... Gave it uh, that, that extra push to make it a thumbs yeah. up because that ending is ridiculous. Yeah, on a scale of one to ten, and I'm not going for the half of stuff. But Would you like, say a six point one? No, like I, on? I was going to say six. Like it's it's a it's a little bit above average. I can't give it a seven because it kind of like uh, that ending gave it a seven. Yeah, it was. Uh, there was there was so much to be like, ah, eh, this film's okay, and then the ending, you're like, what the hell? No way. All right, fine. <laughs> this is how they're going to end the movie. Sure. And what's great is there is a YouTube version of this, and you can watch it, and then watch it again oh, yeah. without hitting replay because it's over two hours long 
on YouTube, they just start playing the movie again. They're like, yeah, whatever. I think that's just something they'd have to do to to avoid uh, copyright infringement. Though. It doesn't have a lot of views on it. I don't think uh, they're they're hiding this from anybody. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, a, a hidden secret, it, other than that YouTube shows movies well, with boobs in it, which sometimes the star they do. this movie is still alive. So maybe you know they're trying to make sure she don't get a. <laughs> they didn't do their job. Yeah. She jumped off that building. She's still alive. <laughs> yes. Oh, She's we got to get her. Tough old lady, that woman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's go to the one film that I'm pretty sure many of you have, uh, if you've at least clicked on this thing, you're at least familiar enough with it. Herman had not seen it. No. It is the Trey Parker written and directed Orgasmo from 1997, the birth of the Parker Stone uh, uh, franchise alliance that has existed up until this day. This was maybe a couple of years after when South Park came out and about a little bit after basketball, but not really. About the same time, probably. No, it came it, out the same year, basketball. But but it may have been shot before then. That's all I'm trying to say. Is oh, I, okay. Like, it may have been something that they decided to pull it, put out because of how well South Park You know was what? Doing. I was thinking that one of the guys in the movie, he did look a little young, the, the hedgehog. I was like... But he's also in basketball. Mm, okay. Yeah, he's the same dude. Anyway, let's play the trailer or play something starting right now. Welcome to Hollywood. In a city of sin. What would you say if someone offered you peace and happiness through all of eternity? He was a missionary. Have a nice day. On a mission. Hi, my name's Joseph Young. We're with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. A uh, boss? Some guys from Jesus? Are, are you making a movie here? Yeah. Well, what kind of movie is it? It's an action... Need a hand? Uh, adventure... That's handy work. Uh, porno. You make me so horny. Like as in pornographic? <laughs> And I want you to take over as the leading man in my film. <laughs> Come on, boys. Grease them up. And action. Give it to me, you pigs, Todd. Check that out, man. Keep your mouth shut. Sorry, dude. Got a little excited. I can't. See, I have a fiance. $20,000. Is it enough so that we can get married? It's $20,000. <laughs> I have to think about this. Yeah. You start at 10 o'clock. Hey, we're back, everybody. This is a uh, not not just like every other film that that Trey Parker, Matt Stone put out, other than Big Longer and Uncut. Uh, d- did they do any other thing? They just did the play, The Book of Mormon. They haven't done anything yeah, else. Yeah, they, they're still eating off of that because I'm still hearing people talk about that. Right. This this came out around the same time that basketball came out, and I think at that point, uh, uh, South Park fever had run completely dry in every town. There was only one place in town that was showing this. It is rated NC-17. And and there was a place in town called the SN6 that would show uh, obscure or hard movies to find. Oh, yeah. I'm just curious because I drive around all the time. Where was the Essen Theater located on Essen? Do you know where Ichiban is? Yes. It's that building right behind Ichiban. Really? Yeah, that used to be a theater back there. Now it's all office buildings. Okay, I can can see that space. Okay, go ahead. Well, you, you lose a lot of money when you get rated NC-17, and I'm not sure what they could have cut out of this movie because it's probably all the props that Chota Boy had that got them the NC-17. It was uh, not necessarily anything else because one of the running jokes in this movie is you actually don't get to see any boobs at all. Mm-hmm. Anytime someone's about to flash, a dude's butt just comes up. You see here. a lot of cocks. No, just just fake stuff. You don't actually yeah, see any, any... You don't see any of that stuff. You don't... It, it's just... Plastic. That's all it is. That's probably what got it. Yeah, I mean, in today's time, I don't think you would get an NC-7. This, if this movie came out in 2018, 
I, it, I don't think it would get an NC seventeen rating. It, well, I think it, it got it because of the props more than yeah. anything. It, mm-hmm. it was it was just all the fake dildos that was everywhere. So Trey Parker wrote, direct, and started in this movie. Fake dildos. Matt, Matt Stone wasn't uh, as big of a part of this one, but his name was Joe Young. He is a Mormon. That is come to Hollywood in one of those jokes that I must have missed every other time that I've seen this movie where they show the Hollywood sign and underneath the Hollywood sign they just reiterate that it's Hollywood again and that is beautiful because that happens all the time in movies where you see a distinct landmark. Like the Golden Gate Bridge? Yeah, and and then they have to say San Francisco because people are like, where is this thing? And or like when you see the big statue of Jesus, you're like Rio de Janeiro underneath. So it's it it's one of those things that's supposed to be you, the establishing shot. Oh, you so see you the Eiffel Tower, and they have to say Las Vegas or or something. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you're allowed three dad jokes. You're done for the day, Herman. No more dad jokes. Open your bar, and that's it. Joe Young is going around with uh and uh not having very much success. He interrupts a porn shoot, uh, and gets the director. Incredibly angry about it, uh, and and the director sends his thugs after Joe, and Joe kicks their butt. And in the process, he sees this. He uh, the director goes, "Hey, I can use this guy because he actually has acting talent. I'm going to use him for my porno, where I have a superhero named Orgasmo. He's against it. Joe's like, I don't want to do this. So the director was, "How about twenty thousand dollars?" And he's like, "Sure, that'll that'll do it." And um, he he starts shooting the movie, and a lot of a lot of the jokes are how far are we willing to go for twenty thousand dollars? Because uh, you have limits, and then it's like, well, just take one more step. Just take one more step, yeah. and then you see how far you've gotten. And it's it's a lot of that. There's there is a a really kind of unnecessary storyline where they the the uh, his his fiance comes in from Utah, mm-hmm. and they kidnap her. So they decide to make it a true. Uh, a situation where he has to become the orgasmo. His his partner in crime, as well as on the uh, adult film set, has made everything up to where it actually works, and he has an orgasmo ray that turns everybody, or gives everybody an orgasm, and so yeah, they have nice little montages for that stuff. It's just a, a pretty entertaining movie. If you have seen everything up to this point, like you've seen all the South Parks, then you've probably seen this one. If If you're basing it off of uh, properties that uh, Trey and Matt have done, this probably falls somewhere in the middle. You don't have to bother with, like, maybe their older stuff before this, but this is actually... I find it a funny film. Like, I was willing to watch this again when I found out Herman hadn't seen it. So <laughs> Yeah. It has some moments in it where it was like, you could tell the low budget, and I think they, like, did it on purpose. Like Yeah, they made, <laughs> they made it feel like you're on a porno set. Uh-huh. That, that part... They could get away with because the movie was shot, you know, was shooting porno stuff. So you can make everything else look like it's low budget, and then and it works out pretty well. And it did have a message in it, like um, most of the South Park episodes have a little message in it, like when they kidnap his girlfriend and she was trying to fuss at them for like, you know, being um the the porn industry how degrading it is to women and Ron Jeremy. Oh wait, you're going. That's a message. Out. Yeah, that's a message. That's, that's not a message. That's a message, Robert. It's not degrading to women. There's there was no message in this movie. There, there <laughs> this movie was I'm all about positive, it, Robert. It, that's not that's not what they were going for. Yeah, they, they were to, not. I'm just trying to get more women to do porn. That's all. 
I don't think you have a problem with that because if, <laughs> if there's one thing where guys do not make more money than women, it's the porn industry because there's a lot of dudes that want to be in a porn, so they have to convince women to do it, and that's how like the numbers shoot up. So you don't have to convince women to do porn. The ones that want to do it, do it for the money or because they like doing it. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. And they had they definitely had stalwarts of the the porn industry there. You had Ron Jeremy, who I forgot had more than just a cameo in this thing. He played the original villain, Jizzmaster Zero, and then he was also a henchman for the director whenever they had got into the fight scenes. And there was a couple of kicks that he did that I went, whoa! I didn't realize he was uh, athletic enough to get, no, I, get his foot over his chest. That he, was uh, he's actually a black belt. Sure. I'm t- okay, you know how you don't believe me on that. I'm not. I'm not saying I don't or uh-huh. do believe you on this. <laughs> There's nothing in 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 what you said that's worth refuting because who cares? It's just Ron Jeremy. Yeah. It's not. It's not anything. Uh, that, if you ain't gonna refute nothing, he's actually a six degree black belt. Right. Yes. There was. I don't remember the the film itself, but it had something to do with the porn industry. And Ron found out about it and got himself on the set of it because they didn't invite him. They, he just found out it was about porn, and he knows he needs to be the face of the porn industry. And not he, this movie, another no, movie it was another about. one. Yeah, there was he did he had more than just a cameo in, in this film, so there was no way he just showed up and they're like, "Oh, we got this great role for you <laughs> that we didn't even think that you were going to be available for this." But it was some other film that he just. Ended up being in or something else involving the porn industry. They're like, did you call Ron Jeremy? No, I don't remember calling him. He's like, well, I guess he showed up. And and maybe this is it's kind of like one of those mixed bags of I don't want to look it up, but I've never actually <laughs> seen a porn with Ron Jeremy in it. Uh, I have. You have? Um, yeah. Okay. Yes. You were just trying to see what the fuss was about, sort of thing. No, I did not know. Okay, like I basically Ron Jeremy became a lot more famous. In the late '90s, <laughs> like I did not know who Ron. I mean, I heard the name a lot, right? But I didn't know who Ron Jeremy was, even though it wasn't until like I actually seen his face on like regular TV that I was like, "That's Ron Jeremy." I thought that was. I'm like, I know that guy, but he's, I didn't know that he's was Ron fifth Jeremy. build on this movie too. Yeah. That's that's how far he is. But uh, he, he really hustled himself out there in the late '90s to be. More than a, a porn star, he really was trying to branch out and do other things a lot. He was right. He was everywhere. Yeah, he was doing that, but he was also trying to make himself be the quintessential face of porn, mm-hmm. and that 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 just kind of worked its way into it. Uh, just looking over the list of his filmography, there's nothing that shoots out that says <laughs> shoots out. that says, "Hey, we're making a movie about porn," because. It's tough to like go through it and not find the stuff that is oh, a porn crazy movie. His names and stuff. You well, know? no, it's just a lot of it is porn that's on IMDb mm-hmm. because they'll do it if if they want like people to know what it is. I'm surprised we haven't found more porn that has similar names to something else that we've we've uh, we've done uh, to where we would run into that problem. But no, it's it's just like his acting credits. This is really high. I don't know if we can find somebody with a higher acting uh, list. Care to guess how many films he is uh, attached to, according to IMDb? Well, my joke answer is 1,069. It is a 1,471. Shit. God damn. Yeah, he's still doing films. He has two listed uh, for 2018 and one for 2017, but they're 
there's a lot of oh no never mind they they have a weird cut in here where it, it, for some reason it just shoot one two three four five six six films from 2018 <laughs> that he's listing a lot of 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 porns that's the problem like you can't it's tough to find something that isn't a porn in here to mm-hmm. say like but his highest acting credit can you guess what his highest acting credit is um let's see his, his second highest is orgasmo okay his highest acting credit according to imdb and they're weird boondock saints it is the boondock saints okay did not even know he was in that movie wait that minute, is, hold on you mean to tell me Heffield haven't dragged you along no these last five or six saint patty's day to to port world is that where they show it? Yeah, where was you? Where, where, I, didn't know I don't know. Oh, oh, because it's it's the same time as South by Southwest. If it's ah. if it's St. Patty's Day, it's the same time. Okay, uh, they do a uh, like at, at the same time they have Doug Benson uh, movie interrupting a uh, a Leprechaun film, and that's what we watch. <laughs> like yeah, he, okay. he does he does a movie interruption with the guys from Master Pancake in Austin. Uh, this will actually be the first year that it won't happen for South by Southwest because. The the uh, the festival ends on the seventeenth, mm-hmm. and and it's usually like the day before the day, couple of days before that actually happens. So yeah, lucky me. I guess I don't get it. Well, they'll they'll probably have something else instead. And but. also in the Boondock Saints, he also plays a bad guy. So it seems like all the movies that he, the mainstream movies that's not porn, he winds <laughs> up playing. He's not the. He's a good guy in the porn films. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even in that porn film that he was in, he was the bad guy. So he was. It's not that he was just like a uh, a, a henchman for the director. Uh-huh. He ended up being a bad. Uh, did you uh, recognize the cameo at the very end by the guy who, who started uh, Trauma? I can't think of his name right now. Trauma. Trauma. The Trauma films. No, that's a that's a real film company. I didn't know that was a real film company. Yeah, it's the one that James Gunn got started on, and where he where he got involved in that whole unpleasantness is because he was part of the trauma thing. I heard that they're trying to get him come back, like uh, the cast talking about they're not going to do another Guardians until <laughs> unless he signed on to do the third one. No, uh, they they will. They 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 didn't say that. It's Lloyd mm-hmm. Kaufman is his name. Uh, they said if they don't use his script, they won't come back. That's different. That's a big cop out. That that's uh, that isn't. They're not saying if he doesn't come back, but he's definitely already found other offers. Like that. That was a one of those moves that, that Marvel might actually be regretting because uh, uh, the people like he's already getting offers to do plenty of other movies because they're like uh, this happened so many years ago and he's apologized for it. So uh, how about how about apology accepted? Mm-hmm. How about make this move? How about make hundreds of millions of dollars for us? <laughs> And that's basically what happened. So, uh, so yeah, he's fine. But yeah, if he did Tromeo and Juliet at, uh, for the Troma films, and uh, Lloyd still shows up at Dragon Con every year. Uh, there was one year where he showed Citizen Toxie to like one of the main halls, mm-hmm. and I was there with another guy. And about thirty minutes into it, I just turned to him and said, "You want to go?" And he's like, "Yeah, let's go." <laughs> oh, it was just y'all two in. <laughs> No, there was more more than us. I'm just mad, man. I'm no, like, no. I was like, y'all, y'all own two in down. You'd be like, yeah, man, let's go. There was a time when uh, that 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 convention didn't have a lot of people show up for it mm-hmm. uh, by by today's standards, and not a lot of people. Uh, there, like, there was some number posted like on Saturdays. They get like in the hundreds of thousands now on Saturdays. <sighs> Uh, but yeah, like Jesus a steady, the, the steady amount of people they have is uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of like seventy to eighty thousand people that just go around to that festival, and they've ha- they've had to expand from the three to four hotels to 
Uh, they have a, a mart that they use now and another convention center, and then they have another hotel that they've added to it. And eventually one day they may just put everything in a big convention center. Uh, but but uh, the same uh, they, they do it at the same time as like that uh, that Chick Fil A kickoff thing. Yeah. So, so the, city is, the city is pretty crowded. It is, and uh, I think I think it's next year they're going to have two games going off at the same t- like uh, like uh, the same time as Dragon Con, not even the same day. So yeah. and that happened last year too, where where they they just shuffled in other like college football fans in between. That it, it's it's going to be a sight to behold. Okay, so let's get back to okay. uh, this movie. Um, would you name it something else other than an orgasmo? No, no. I think this title actually fit perfectly out of all the movies that we don't watch. I, they use this title a lot. I think this. I think the the actual name should be "I'm Not Orgasmo" because that is something he says a lot. Where he's where people go, "Hey, orgasmo!" He's like, "I'm not orgasmo," and he yells at him. Like that would be funny to do, but that's fine. This film can keep orgasmo. The other film. We're going to make it house unrest, not, hey, <laughs> would you like a drink? Yeah. Hey, I Herman's new bar name. name? Yes. <laughs> All right. We're, we're nearing the end of this podcast. Do you want anything uh, uh, out there in the ether uh, for people to find out about you, Herman, about yeah. your new bar that you're now opening? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, nah, nah. I just want to say I uh, came back from uh, Tampa. I tried out your little um, shade barbecue. The shed. The shade. It's yeah. a nice place. It, it's just it's one of those places where they just it looks like they just kind of scrapped it together like the little rascals put it mm-hmm. together like they just found things in a, in a dump area and they just put it uh, kind of piecemealed it together mm-hmm. and the reason they did it is because uh, it's by an area where hurricanes hit a lot so if it blows away they're like well let's just do it again <laughs> but all I would say is just a little side note oh wait wait, wait. my man back it up a little bit oh. I want you to tell me about your dealing since Orgasmo had to deal with um, him being a Mormon and oh. going door to door basically asking people have they heard the good news about Jesus Christ yes you said you had experience with it I did. Uh, my roommate uh, was very big into talking to any and everybody he wanted to and, and would invite uh, Mormons into uh, the house that I shared with him on Oliver Street. And these two guys uh, were willing, uh, willing to hang out because if you've ever been on a mission, nobody wants to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, my roommate's only condition was you can hang out for as long as you want as long as you do not talk about being a Mormon. You can be you can be here and be cool. Okay. And um, and it came and they were such good friends with the, uh, those guys that uh, one of our flag football years, like the Super Bowl, they came out and blessed the field before our championship game uh-huh. and um, did a little prayer and stuff. So yeah, that was my uh, only uh, at least with people who go door to door. The next people that came, it felt weird because they weren't the same people. So it was, I, I felt weird talking to them. So I just eventually it, they just eventually went away anyway because because uh, my roommate eventually didn't didn't care about dealing with them but that's how I dealt with those guys. <laughs> well, when I was a kid, we used to actually love them when they come around because they played football with us. Like oh. like you know we ten years old playing Sandlot football and stuff, and they just come and throw the ball around with us. We didn't know that it was on like um, they used to, they used to talk about about Jesus and asking they pray with us and stuff. But you know, we kids, we didn't know what the hell was going on. Right? Should right. I say hell when I talk about Jesus? <laughs> yes. Okay. They they encourage it. No, yeah. because they're not allowed a lot of things. Like when they go on those missions, their their concern is strictly to convert people. So mm-hmm. if they saw you guys outside playing football, they're like, oh, 
play football. Let's go play some football. Yeah. <laughs> so that's probably was more in their mind. I'm sure uh, like a other method is like maybe we can get acclimated to them. They're like, oh, these guys are cool. What are you? What, why do you wear those suits sort of thing? You know, and like, I remember one time we was having um, a cookout, barbecue, crawfish, bro, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And they was passing by, you know, on their bikes and um, invite them to the cookout. By my grandmother's house, so okay, I remember that too for some reason. I don't know. And that's but, how they got you, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's why you've been deep undercover this whole time. But, but back, I just want to say this back to my trip. You know, I'm in transportation, right? So I drive for a living. Mm-hmm. I know distance and time. The trip was, you know, basically eleven hours, right? Okay. So I had a time to leave. I said, let's leave for eight o'clock in the morning. Okay. Eight o'clock come. My daughter said, Dad, can we wait to 10 o'clock? Because I want to pick up my check and go. Right. I said, cool. That's two hours later. Cool. Wait to 10 o'clock. Okay, you ready to go? Oh, well, I got to go. My other daughter said she got to go run by mama's house, go get something, <laughs> and be right there. So basically, long story short, we did not leave until 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Right. And we did not check into the hotel until 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, because you you have the time change as yes. well. Yeah, so that's why I don't drive nowhere with my kids. That's yeah. all I gotta say. My <laughs> my my parents used to uh, we'd leave at like midnight because my dad liked to night drive, and we and it was always a magical thing because we'd wake up in a different yes. state. I, I love that too. Yeah, yeah. That um, it, it's not not as I don't do that as much. I will get up early because. Uh, it's one. I, it's a good way to beat the traffic uh, for whatever town you're going into, mm-hmm. even if it's going into town. I always like beating the traffic in there. So yeah, like especially when I like this Atlanta trip. I've been debating if I should wait in order to leave whenever the shed opens up. Like when I, if I left at like I think it's eight fifteen, mm-hmm. I would hit right when they'd open up at ten thirty. So <laughs> you don't want to think you want to catch that on your way back. The the thing about on the way back is it's on Labor Day, the day that I they come back and they are hella busy on, okay. on like it's it's an hour wait for anything. That's the problem. But the Wednesday before mm-hmm. <laughs> for lunch, no, they're not busy. Well, not as busy. So well, if y'all guys want to check out some pictures of my excursion to Tampa and the shade in Mississippi, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Omega Prime seventy nine. Took a lot of pictures sure. and everything. And if you want to find Robert, let, uh, Robert, you tell them where they can find you because I don't know where I can find you. Well, we are on the Red Stick uh, uh, network of shows that are on there. So just go to the Red Stick podcast. And find ours or Dork or the Red Stick Podcast and drop us a line. If you have a film that you found and you did not do your research, like what uh, Hatfield does all the time, <laughs> and just sends me something, it's like, hey, how about this movie? And I was like, and I sent him a link to the podcast of us doing that movie. And he's like, ah, damn it. So if you find something that you think we haven't done, hit us a line. And if you want to join us, come on down. That's not a problem. You just have to. A hammer, a time, and a spot for Herman to show up in. Mm-hmm. And if he knows you're coming, then we're good. And, and if we, and if we all on iTunes, are we on iTunes? I know we on Beyond Park. Yeah, um, we'll be on iTunes. Well, if you could leave a review, we might get around to reading <laughs> the review. I've never read any of the reviews. No, <laughs> yeah, I just thought about that too. No, 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 no. But I mean, cool. if they want to leave it, if that's more easy for them, they might be listening to it. They might be able to type in and. Uh, you know, a name of a title, a movie, or whatnot. I don't no, know. no, find us on Facebook. Okay, find us on Con- Facebook. Contact us directly. Don't do that part. Twitter, you know. But if so, you do, g- 
get five stars all the time. All right. So the uh, the Orgasmo from 1969, you're changing your name. The Orgasmo from 97 stays the same. For another That Can Be Only One podcast, my name is Robert Rao. Herman Omega Prime Davis. Good night, everybody. This is your way to get your voice. Do, re, mi, po, sol, la, si, do. <laughs> so close. <laughs> oh, if you got the notes right, Herman, you would have opened up the Chamber of Secrets and you would have been able to find out what the real secret of Harry Potter was. But no, instead, you are forced to do this podcast with me. And stare at the tree of, <laughs> of uh, infinite Star Wars ornaments uh, that, now, that now enshrines the middle of this thing. <laughs> Alright, uh, that, that's good enough. I think your level's fine. You ready? It's fine. No you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready.